Hi guys, John here. A quick disclaimer for anyone who listens to this with their youngins. Normally, I do attempt to keep this show as family-friendly as possible with language specifically, but a few more expletives than usual made their way into this episode. It's my mistake. I forgot to remind my guest, so it's not his fault. He was just having a good old time talking about old Wolverine. So just a quick mild content warning. I'll be sure to be better about keeping this show as accessible as possible continuing in the future. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello students and welcome to Class of X, the free internet course on how to read and enjoy the X-Men comics better. I'm your teacher and host, John Reisinger, and today I'm joined by a friend of the pod and our first returning guest ever, Diction. And today we're talking about Mark Miller's 2009 alternate future tale, Old Man Logan. Hello, Diction. Hello. I thought it was Millar. Is it? Is it not Millar? I don't know. I uh, let me look at the. I mean, look it's A R, but uh, M I L L A R. Yeah, I believe it's pronounced Millar. Okay, I don't know if I've ever heard. So then, wait, does that mean according like to the Netflix thing, it's Millarverse? I guess so. I don't. That doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Not really. That's no. too hard. I'm just gonna say Miller. Um, but uh, yeah, we're talking about Mark Millar's. Uh, old man Logan. Uh, this was a request uh, from you, Diction. With I gave you some options, but you were pretty uh, adamant about getting to read this. Why? Why? Why are you yeah. reading Old Man Logan? Because it's one I've read before and I love, and I haven't read it in years and years and years. And I was like, oh, this is a cool opportunity to revisit it. And I literally just watched Logan like a month ago or something, nice. so it was like fresh in my brain, even though. For those who don't know, who haven't read the comic or seen the movie, the movie has literally, it's got Wolverine, he's old, and he goes on a road trip on in a future America. That's it. That's the only thing. Those are the only things that are like the, the book. The book is a, a legal nightmare, I imagine, for Marvel and for Fox back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, good God, everyone's in this, this book. It's ridiculous. Well, that's what you get to do when, one, you are a accomplished writer in the eyes of any of the main two, which Mark mm-hmm. Miller is. Uh, I'm going to say Miller from now on. Um, Mark fine. Miller is that. Um, Watch, this is the one episode he tins into, and he's like, motherfucker. Yeah, Mark Miller, you're listening. <laughs> Would love to have you on to tell us how to properly pronounce your name because I'm all about proper name pronunciation. Um, and I will always screw it up. Uh, but yeah, like you can get away with it. You can do that kind of stuff when you are accomplished. And then also, if you're doing an alternate like future, you get to have fun. You can do it mostly whatever you want. And Mark Miller is actually uh, quite uh, knowledge or quite quite like uh, he's done that several times. And I, and I will talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, it it we oddly enough, Logan wouldn't have gotten made without this book in a certain way. Um, but you're right. The movie had to like just take hints of it because uh, Logan was still Logan was still part of the Fox uh, era of yeah. X Men. Before Disney bought Fox, yeah, that would have solved everyone's problems if they had just waited a couple of years. Honestly, yeah. Well, I'm glad they didn't because <laughs> no, me too. I think it's cool because you can appreciate both of them. It for is their own reason. The movie is like, I mean, uh, just to be hyperbolic, it's perfect. 
it's fantastic. It's great. It's yeah, great. It it's is. So people always ask me like, what's, what's the best X-Men movie? And I'm like, maybe the only really fully good X-Men movie is Logan. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause I, I've got, I've, I've gone back and rewatched like the, the old ones a lot. Um, and they're not as bad as I remember them to be, but, um, they're all flawed in certain ways that Logan managed to being the, the third Wolverine movie, um, just was like, we're going to get it right this time. And yeah, I love it. No, and, no giant robot samurais, even though that was canon for the book <laughs> they're adapting. It I mean, still is ridiculous. Like there's there's a lot in comics that should not be adapted. Um, yeah, this might be. I don't think this is actually very controversial to say, but um, in the latest Ant Man, we didn't need Modok. That was that was bad. That was yeah. Bad. We already got a Patton Oswalt cartoon. Which that is was great. good. It's that so was good. funny. Because you should just make f- you you need to make he's fun a, of he's the stupidest fucking yeah. Marvel character. You have to make fun of him. Like yeah, and he I, looks and, like a a giant floating head. Like yeah, he's, he's a stupid giant baby head in a robot uh, body. Um, but they really did that actor dirty with that rendition. That that yikes. cheap like yikes knockoff like you know. Like like a penny a pixel like <laughs> yeah, South Korean studio doing the VFX and shit. It's it's rough. Um, I think we are. I didn't even see it. I just saw. I just saw oh, that part. I I saw it. Like it was. Um, it was. I was. I was hovering on Disney Plus last night, and it was sitting right there. And I'm just like, no, I'm gonna watch the Dungeons and Dragons movie again, <laughs> like the fifth time because it's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you don't need to watch it. Um, and, uh, I, I, you can, those listening, if anybody out there likes Ant-Man Quantumania, I'm glad you like it. You are allowed to like the things you like. You are allowed to like things that other people don't like. And I support you in that. Um, but, uh, my opinion of that movie is, is thusly. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And, and if you think MODOK is bad, uh, CGI, the entire movie is that they just, it's just, it's kind of like, um, a, well, it's like, it all takes place in quantum mania. So the whole, every background has to be a green screen, which is like too much. It's exhausting sometimes, you know, like put them in a park. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, ever since like, I actually like the prequels, but ever since George Lucas opened up that can of worms of like what every we, background CG, yeah, everything CG, just like you know, because it was like a back, bud. It was like a a you, you you bragged about how many shots in your movie were CGI. That was a thing that was done back in the day. Now they don't even do it because it's like, well, we Who don't cares? even like we want to hide that we use CGI a lot because like we use it often to just like. Uh, do little things that we don't want people to notice. Like yeah, no one's gonna beat Avatar. It's just yeah. not gonna happen. <laughs> All right, stop trying to one up James Cameron. You're just bring, not gonna do it, man. Bring well, uh, you know, maybe they'll let James Cameron. Do In it. terms of writing, you can absolutely. <laughs> you got you 100. That can. new one was basically just the same. As the first movie, only with kids. Like that's yeah. all the only difference. And um, they don't fly as much. They swim more. For those of you who uh, did not listen to the first time Diction was the show, we did the same thing where we got on so many tangents about movies yeah. because Diction and I can talk about movies for forever, which I'm down for and which is partly why I was like, I want Diction back. I want to talk about uh, – I want to talk At about- least this one directly relates to movies because yeah. it was adapted, well, so it's not Mark that Miller, much of a left field. Uh, I, even though there's loose connections between Logan and old man Logan, um, we really wouldn't have the MCU we have without mark miller i don't know if you if you realize this um because mark miller he's he's a very accomplished 
uh, writer for not only the the big two, Marvel and DC. He's written for both, um, mm-hmm. but he's written for everything else under the sun, Vertigo and Wildstorm and Image and all of that. And while he's considered like maybe not the most consistent writer in quality, it kind of varies a little bit. He like he's memorable regardless, and he makes some of the most like iconic moments um, that are often divisive in the comics community. But like, did he do the boys or was that Garth Ennis? That he did not do the boys. This is what okay. he did do, and you'll recognize a lot of these: Kick Ass, uh, Oh right, okay, Kingsman, which is called the Secret Service in the comics. Um, he did, uh, he did, uh, uh, he did Superman Red Sun, which is another great alternate reality story. Oh, I've, I've heard that one's good. Yeah, if Superman landed in like uh, communist Russia, um, right? Yeah, that's cool. uh, some of his other ones that I would recommend people check out uh, is The Authority, um, um, which I hope they adapt at some point into some sort of a I don't know TV series. Um, another great one's called Superior, but he also wrote for Fantastic Four, which is actually where Old Man Logan originally comes from. But as far as the MCU, he wrote Civil War, which is what we based Captain America's Civil War off of. Again, loose adaptation because you can't do the, everything about it because not everything yeah. lines up. Um, but he also wrote The Ultimates and Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, but particularly The Ultimates. And The Ultimates, uh, a ton of the Avengers and MCU takes from The Ultimates. Um, Because the Ultimate Universe was an attempt at trying to rewrite the Marvel Universe grounded in modern time, um, as opposed to like their origin stories being back in like the 1960s and 70s of all these characters. It's like, what if Captain America came around in like 2005, you know? Um, And that's where we get like uh, Samuel Jackson as uh, Nick Fury. Um, mm-hmm. they, he, they, like, if you go re if you go read the ultimates, which is just the Avengers comic for the ultimate universe, um, they drew him like Samuel Jackson. Like they was just, nice. they, were, they were, they were fan casting. Um, and I think it worked <laughs> because they cast oh, yeah. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> He's a pro. Um, so yeah, Mark Miller, uh, one of my favorite authors, um, and, uh, he, you know, he's, he's, he, he, we, we really have a lot to thank from him. Um, but we're today we're talking about his contribution to Wolverine, um, uh, particularly this alternate future version of Wolverine, um, that I forgot until I did my research for this episode. Like I said, a second ago was originally from fantastic four. Um, huh. and you wouldn't recognize it because the version of that, that they introduced in fantastic four is actually, uh, he, it's him from after this story we read. Um, and so like, you know, I'm assuming people who listen to this podcast either are listening alongside with it or have read or are reading alongside it or have read the stuff beforehand. So I don't feel so bad about spoiling things, but at the end of old man, Logan, who does he take with him on his adventures on his horse? Do you remember at the very end of the story, what little partner? Does oh, oh, up? oh, oh yeah. Little banner. He takes a little banner. And so little in Fantastic banner. Four 558, we actually kind of clue in, tune into Little Banner as now like an actual Bruce Banner Jr. who c- refers to Old Man Logan as dad. And wow. uh, he's he's part of this whole Fantastic Four story that you don't need to know to understand Old Man Logan. Yeah, they mention like Sue Storm and, and Reed, Reed. Yeah, in yeah, passing yeah. on their yeah. drive across the country in this one. And so like, no was, one knows where they are. They fucked off. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but no, but this is like the Wolverine that we're tuning into. He's technically from earth eight Oh seven, one, two, eight. Um, 
And uh, this was an idea that uh, Miller just had one day when he was sketching. And I love when people are just doodling and come up with great ideas like this. And he just was like sketching a Wolverine. He's like, what if Wolverine had this little short cropped hair and was a little old? And as he was sketching that, it like, you know, started the wheels turning. And he's like, oh, this like he looks like Clint Eastwood in like Unforgiven. Um, and he's and so he's me, like, he looks he looks like a fucking from Avatar. the The. The the older guy, the guy oh, from yeah. oh, don't 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 speak the, or don't breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. The military guy. Yeah, um, he, he, he looks, looks like, like spitting image. Like if yeah. they were to do an um, old man Logan proper, like I kind of want him to play him. Like if if, cool. if we were doing old man Logan, that would be a great actor to add into it. Um, who I've always thought that actor, uh, who I'm I'm forgetting what his actual name yeah. is, but I always thought he would have been a good Cable. But that was before. Um. Uh, who is it? Not Michael. Josh Shannon. Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin did. And I was like, okay, Josh Brolin was a good pick. Josh Brolin yeah. was a good pick. Uh, but yeah, Mark Miller was sketching, and and he was like, and he starts doing the little like you know, create your own little uh narrative with this character, and he's like, what if like this Wolverine like kind of like a a a, a cop who had put away his gun you know, for good. Um, he hadn't like popped his claws in thirty years, and then he kept reverse engineering, and he's like why wouldn't he have, you know, what would make Wolverine stop being Wolverine? And he was like, Oh, hurting the ones he loves. And why would, and so he just, he just kept like reverse engineering it and came up with this whole idea. And he pitched it to the uh, Marvel editor at the time, um, or, or one of the editors, Alex Alonzo. And Alonzo was reportedly like, just, he, he loved this idea immediately, probably a lot because it was coming from Mark who, who like, you know, was, is one of those authors that I'm sure a lot of these people are like, Oh, he's got an idea for us. We'd love to use it. And he kind of like described it as like a, a spaghetti Western set in a brutal dystopian future Marvel universe. And he's like, what's not to like about that? And yeah, that's a great pitch. That's just a good pitch. Um, And so, yeah, it, it kind of like it hops into the Wolverine comic um, out of nowhere. Um, I don't know if you because you I think you said you have like the like the collection, the trade. Yeah, it's on my uh, Kindle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and so, like, it's it's a it's the collection of just these. Uh, I think it's uh, issues sixty six to seventy two, as well as giant size old man Logan. Um, but it's like issue sixty five is like this. Uh, the end of this like a uh, kind of like two or three part Mystique and Wolverine story, and ends with like them having a big fight, and then Wolverine walks off at the end, and then like issue sixty six, like they're just like bam, old man Logan, strap in. It's a eight nine part series and uh they don't it's, it's just it's just a cold open on it and i and i i love i i, I love you know the fact that I, I can say that like i was reading wolverine at the time and i remember being like what is this this is different it's very much like um uh days of future past which is another very well-known um x-men comic that also was like alternate future that was introduced just out of nowhere um and also like old man logan did gangbusters um because i don't know if you know this but like old man logan after this has been tapped into multiple times and has had his day in the sun quite a bit in the marvel comics because people love this it was good yeah so let's talk for a second about you know we said like it is loosely connected it is the inspiration to to a, a fairly large degree of like us getting what logan was because, yeah. you know, obviously without this book, they wouldn't have been like, all right, for the third Wolverine movie, what if he's old? 
Like they, they read going this. on a road trip. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, and they read this and they were like, this could be good. Uh, a good story to tell, but like you make a joke that it's, it's, there's like very little about it, but they did connect. They were like the tragedy at X mansion is in Logan. It's just, they, they, they made a different person being the one who caused it. Right. If professor X, you know, Wolverine's the one who accidentally caused the massacre, but for the Logan movie, um, which I think worked for the story in the movie, they decided Professor X was the one, which is just as tragic, because he's like, Professor X, these are his, like, children. This is right. him, you know, murdering all his children accidentally because of, a, you know, something he didn't have control over. And it really makes for a nice, like, reveal in the movie that his, like, memory is gone and, and that moment where he realizes it to a certain degree um, or at least the audience gets to realize what it is. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a story of Wolverine doing like odd jobs for money to keep his family safe. There's a little bit of that connective tissue. And it's kind of also like, I, I don't know if you read Logan, the movie this way, but it's also like very much set in a world where like superheroes aren't a thing anymore, which is very similar to old man Logan. I don't yeah. Know that, that was what There's, you kind of picked up on. Mutants are basically like almost extinct. Yeah. Apparently, or at least I think so. The and, world thinks though, so, but they, you know, the shady organization knows that they're breeding yeah. them and breeding them and stuff. The other connection I would say is like <clears throat> the gore. Like Logan was like you first R rated Marvel movie since like Blade or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, wasn't like maybe it wasn't as gory as the old man Logan comic book. Cause that no, is. this this is this is like Akashi Miki levels of gore. Like, <laughs> yeah. Good Which gore, I, I love. Yeah, um, no, it's great. And Miller's like known for that. Like, if you read Kick Ass, it's quite gory. Um, if you read The Magic Order, same thing. Even The Ultimates, The Ultimates was like the Ultimate Universe was them also getting to do a little bit more like PG 13 R rated comics um, because it wasn't like the 616 canon. So they got to be a little bit more edgy. That was the word you'd probably describe that era. It's like they wanted to be edgy. Um, so it was a little more. You saw a little more intestines every once in a while, um, which is always just a great like visual image of anatomy gore is just seeing intestines out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about tell me about your rereading of this comic. How did that how did that feel rereading it? It was cool. I forgot how 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 very yeehaw western it is in the very beginning with this like. You know, his his wife and his kids, and he's like yeah, he's speaking pa. in a drawl, like southern accent. You can kind of tell just from the verbiage, and it's like, oh, hey, Peepa. He's like, go back inside, <laughs> youngin. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, really jarring at first. Uh, they're they're like they're they're like in the dust bowl. You know, it yeah, feels like, yeah. I but... got it, but I was like, it was kind of like yeah, a little bit of a whiplash. Just like, <laughs> oh shit, okay. He's he's Wolverine's often been like uh, associated with cowboy iconography. The man yeah, loves it's, it's to sensible. wear a Stetton hat, um, which is all the more uh, funny considering like um, not that there was like not Canadian cowboys. It's just we don't associate cowboys with Canadians as much. Um, we we kind of appropriate it as Americans. Did they have like a, a Wild West time in Canada. I don't know. They I've always wondered that because, like, I know, like, school. Australia in the 1800s was very reminiscent of the American, like, West at, I know around that, that I've time. Seen Quig- I've seen Quigley Down Under. <laughs> you ever seen that? Tom Selleck. <laughs> uh, I know of it. Uh, uh, it's great. That's another. That's a good. 
Western um, with uh, Severus Snape as a. I was thinking uh, more like the proposition, but okay. Okay, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. Guy Pierce. Yeah, no, no, I know that one as well. Uh, different vibe, same, same kind of a place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if Canada had uh, cowboys. I gotta assume they did because, like, we definitely had a major. We have a like, we have a huge like history with ranching and cowboy work maybe like, like northern yeah, part of america maybe british columbia but definitely not the french area they probably don't i don't know i don't think i, I don't like, think french feel, people feel, like horses at all i don't feel like riding them being like, near them like <laughs> I, I i i just like we are being very american right now I know. We're like we don't really know anything about i don't think any else. french people have even seen a horse before they barely even teach us our own history here That's in this true. country um but we're just gonna skip right to the late 60s okay (laughs) yeah let's just uh completely paint the revolutionary war as us being uh heroes um and uh only did good things and we we landed here and i've only done good things yeah Mm. that's that's our history we've taught um but uh with this one yeah i love the the western opening vibes um i I love in this first issue, like the beginning issue. I love even the cover art. The cover art for like uh, the first issue is such a great, like it's almost a movie poster. Yeah. It's, it's got, you know, a few elements kind of scattered around and that typical movie composition even has like some teaser text on it of like uh, 50 years ago, Wolverine died. And it's, um, it's got like the hillbilly hulks there and you're, you know, confusing some, some old man with, uh, you know, dark spectacles, which we know now as Hawkeye. And the, uh, the, if you look on the back of the cover, it's got like the venom T-Rex, which is very confusing and a picture <laughs> of a dead Captain America skull with like a bullet hole through the middle of it. So it's very foreboding and, uh, kind of epic. And I love that it's the opening, but yeah, there's like. The, the even that first page of the first issue i love the sad walking away wolverine like a prologue mm-hmm. um and then just the cut to it's nice and moody very spaghetti it's so western moody. it's it sets the mood you can almost hear the soundtrack you can almost hear the soundtrack constantly while you're reading yeah. this um i feel like i could go on spotify right now and create a playlist for reading old man logan uh because it, it, it's not too hard to do. Um, tell me about what you feel about, like, the the Hulk family. I didn't... I, I feel like it didn't... They didn't give enough context for why he's, like, evil now. Mm. Maybe I missed it. Maybe, but... Not, but not, I think that's a good criticism. Yeah, everything else was pretty crystal clear, like, what happened in America and, like, you know, all the supervillains just realized, hey, wait a second, we outnumbered them. We should just get yeah. together and kill them all. Like, duh, yeah. why didn't we think of this before? And, yeah. and it works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bruce Banner going batshit crazy, turning to a, de- a decrepit old man. I understand wanting to bang the She-Hulk. I get, I get the appeal of that. <laughs> but God. it's his cousin. and Or did he say second cousin in the book? Still not cool, man. That's still fucking it's not gross. Cool. It's not cool at all. Um, and I can, I can totally understand how a lot of people would read this and not be able to make the, the immediate connective tissue of the Hulk going dark. Um, I think a little bit of context makes that an easier pill to swallow when you're someone like me, who's read 
a fair amount of the Hulk. I actually, I'm surprised at how much Hulk I've read, even though I've never been like a huge Hulk fan, but Hulk's a great character that when you give him to the right writer, um, they can do some really cool things, even with this like very two dimensional seeming character where it's like, yeah, we get it. Banner is smart scientist. Hulk is dumb strongman. Got it. Um, but you know, he's been around before the X-Men. Um, and the, it's, it is, you know, in the right hands it's it's gone dark sometimes with the hulk because he really is like a sad story and sad stories are one step away from being angry stories from being um hurt stories and the like there's even like so to talk about the mcu uh thor ragnarok is a hulk story as well right that movie takes a lot out of a story called world war hulk um in world war hulk uh the the like the illuminati the heads of like the superheroes which is like captain america and and reed richards and tony stark and professor x and blah 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 they do a really screwed up thing they decide after like the umpteenth time that banner has lost control and caused devastating damage they decide to trick banner into basically getting into a rocket ship and they shoot him off into space <laughs> for good um so like in the MCU, he gets into like a plane, gets accidentally sucked up into a wormhole and crash lands into Sakaar. <clears throat> in the comics, his friends like screw him over um, and send him into space and he gets stranded on Sakaar, um, which is this like gladiatorial war-torn planet and has adventures there. World War Hulk is a great comic. I highly recommend to a lot of people. But you read that and it's like, yeah, the banner is like... His he even says it in this book. His powers he survives. He's yeah. he survives no matter what. Um and he in a world where the heroes have lost, um, Banner survives by no longer being one of the heroes and just kind of creating his own family finally after being shunned by everybody for so long. Um Okay. So and and I think and then on another side, I think like Miller thought like like this is like sometimes i think writers it's like a little bit of like them picking up their toys and kind of just mashing them together and having fun and if it's done well enough you kind of just go along for the ride even if it's not an airtight plot um which i think you say about like any media like even tv and film if it's fun enough and if it's entertaining enough you oversee plot holes and and you you get kind of pulled in enough where you're like ah eh, that's fine this was this was fun i mean why have any of the fanta- the 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 fast and furious movies been made no one's watching those because they're like the plot holes are really taking me out of the experience. They're like, we, this is fun. Vroom, vroom. Hit the gas pedal. Drink a Corona. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I did love that the, the, you know, in expanding his universe, Mark Miller's like, what if the Hulk procreated way too much <laughs> and they were all inbred um, and we're like, a mafia family it's so clever it's just fun it's, it's just cool, yeah um the other part of that first issue they introduce is the blind hawkeye on what on what world would you have bet that like if wolverine was going on a road trip they're like who should we pair with him hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> that that threw me for a loop yeah not even that he was but blind he, that was like oh that's kind of clever the guy that shoots arrows can't see but uh yeah yeah, but it works. Like, I never. I, it does work. They're they're both like 
like equally pissed off at the world, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Old and grizzled. But taking different angles at dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Because Hawkeye, a lot of people don't know his origins in the comics. And he was originally a villain. He was introduced as a villain. He's one of those stories of like first villain, now superhero. Kind of like um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Um, you know, the, the, there's they love to turn a, a villain to hero side. Um, and he's like, he worked in a circus also. So he's kind of like a, like a shifty guy anyways in the comics. So him being like this old guy who survived somehow and has like four ex wives. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like the first whole issue was like them setting up like the road trip. Um, and I, I think it's amazing that this story takes place over like nine issues. That's, that's not common for this kind of stuff. Really? But it like at any point did you feel like it was dragging? No, no, it's just constantly moving. Which is again impressive that like you can read nine issues of something and or or what is it? Like a like eight issues but one of them's like a giant size so it's even bigger and it's just like yeah, you know, at one point you're just like turn the page as fast as possible but also like not wanting to cuz the art is fantastic. What what did um <clears throat> were you enjoying the art style or or is there oh, yeah. criticism there? No, I got no criticisms. It's beautifully drawn and colored. Great framing. Steve McNiven, I think he's he's a collaborator with Mark a lot and I think um Mark likes to let him just go crazy with like the art uh interpretation of his stuff, you know. Like even the I love the dream, the quick dream sequence where Wolverine like dreams of splitting the Hulk sun. Yeah, I'm looking at half. that frame right now. It's pretty great. It it's so great, so graphic and so shocking. And then to find out that's just his thought, and then like the next page is just like that Hulk just driving Logan's skull five feet down into the dirt. Um, it's uh, Wolverine has always been a comic that from its original iteration was like, we're going to be a little more adult in here. It was never this far adult as far as graphic nature, but I love that they let Wolverine, which is what made the movies so weird when the first few movies came out where it's like, you don't see a drop of blood. Um, the man has knives for hands. I'm yeah. Sorry. They always would do that PG 13 thing where you just see the impact of him driving his yes yeah. into their chest. And then he pulls out and it's usually a close up of him looking angry or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like he has that whole rage session in X two where he kills like fifty soldiers and like at no point are his claws bloody. These men apparently have water in their veins. <laughs> um, and I I get it though. Like I I live in a world where I understand MPAA and stuff like that because like even the nineties X Men cartoon, um, Wolverine never cuts a fool in that one either. <laughs> <laughs> They're just constantly trying to like, all right, uh, how can we get a robot in here for Wolverine to split in half? Um, cause we have to do robots, um, which is often a problem in like, in like movie or TV adaptations of comics where they don't want to show the characters like being, you know, graphic with, you know, people they're fighting. So it's often like some sort of faceless, mindless alien. Like you think about like, um, uh, infinity war. It's like the big fight sequence is them fighting these like weird alien creatures that aren't humans. Cause they don't want to show captain America, decapitating a, a dude you yeah. know <laughs> we can't have chris evans cutting off an actual man's head but he can cut off this weird alien that's screaming at him with teeth's head we can do that um, but not in this comic this comic we got plenty of gore um but then the t- 
to go on with the like, further into the story, um, I'll, I'm going to rattle off a few things and see if like what you thought about like the Moloids. Do you, did you know what those were? No. Um, I understood I love what they were because they did a good job of explaining it. But um... okay, I'm going to connect this to something that you might you might be able to like understand. You remember in the Incredibles? Remember at the end of the Incredibles, the Mole Man yeah. appears with his drill and comes out and he's kind of this joke of a little dumpy, uh, almost like a nerdy looking villain dude. Right. That character is based off a fantastic four villain called the mole man. Oh, Um, and he He would be a fantastic four villain. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. They have absurd villains. Um, but he like runs this subterranean society and the minions of that are these like, little underground creatures called the moloids and they're often a joke because they're they're dumb um they're mindless they're run by this man called mole man they can't be that great in the first place um but i absolutely adore when someone can take something that was like originally absurd and silly and not threatening and make it very threatening and scary and they did that with this i felt like um when like the final payoff of like you know because they kept building up like the moloids are are uh, uh, antibodies of the earth and they're like swallowing up cities and stuff. And then like it finally gets down to after that chase sequence where they all fall into the chasm. It's like they're eating people. Yeah. They're people eaters. Um, I think that's, I, it's, I, I love when, when authors get to play with that. Um, they also introduced the ghost writers. Um, that, I, I thought that was a, hilarious. They're like fanboys with yeah, the face it's like a little bit of like everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's they've done that with like the Joker a few times where like the Joker <laughs> inspires gangs that follow him. Um and they did this with the Ghost Riders. You think that they actually had like actual motorcycles that were like that or do you think they're just like posers who just like light their tires on fire? Probably posers, yeah. Second one. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it was it's in this issue also where they they threw a twist at us and like we get to meet one of Hawkeye's ex-wives. Well, actually, first we get to meet Ultron 8, which I think is great. Uh, yeah, you um, love that he's like a dad. He's just like a normal, <laughs> like, stepdad character. Yeah, he is total stepdad. Like, he's like, after eight iterations of Ultron, he's just dad mode yeah. now. It's great. Wearing, like, uh, yeah. what is it, like a Hawaiian shirt or something. It's so It's good. just like a typical Robot. dad getup, you know? Like, yeah. button down, like, sleeveless shirt. Robots and clothes. Yeah. I love it. Um, but yeah, we meet like Hawkeye's ex-wife and we find out that about his kid and we kind of get our first image of like an actual hero in costume and see his daughter, Ashley, who's actually Ashley Barton and not in this comic, but is later named Spider-Woman. So she is a alternate universe Spider-Woman. Um, but and they go on the that rescue. Granddaughter of Peter Parker in this, right? She's the granddaughter of Peter yeah. Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because like even the Red Skull, you know, refers to the Parkers as like a a plural that he's like that. There's been a lot of, and so yeah, the 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 Peter Parker and a lot of like alternate realities has like actually married and procreated and created a family, and so um, this is him just kind of playing off of that. Uh, but they go on that rescue mission and they fight the Kingpin, which. I like that the kingpin in this is not an individual. It's like a title. Um, yeah. Which makes sense in like street. You like usurp the you know? throne and you're kingpin. Yeah. 
I'm the kingpin now. I'm the next one. Um, which would make sense in that kind of a dog eat dog kind of world where they just, they're trying to be on the top of the mountain. Um, I have a question for you. Why do all, this is about the kingpin. Why do all post-apocalyptic worlds have a gladiator arena where we're killing each other? I don't is that know. just where we're destined? I think it's because, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, well, the, it used to work back in the day before there was more law and order, you know? like Yeah. yeah at our core, when we get bored, we just want to see people fighting each other. It's partly like probably why we like... Torn apart by velociraptors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I like the dinosaurs in this. I forgot about the dinosaurs. I love the fact that, like... Because there is, like, a source to have dinosaurs in the Marvel Universe. It's this place up in the North Pole called the Savage Lands. I only know about um, that from Marvel Snap. It's <laughs> because it's one of the areas where you can place your card. That's true. And it's a it shitty one, too, I think. Wait. It, yeah, it it floods your uh, your location with two one-power raptors. Oh, yeah. So it's not terrible. It's better than the one that puts rocks there and you have to skip a turn. I can go on. Like, I play that game way too much. I uh, I love that game. Um, it's I love that game because it's both fun, but also it is just chock full of the most deepest cuts into Marvel lore that doesn't stop people from like having fun with it. Like everyone like just goes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Kazar guy, I'll play him. Mm-hmm. He gives me plus one to all my my ones. But I'm like, I know who Kazar is. I know who 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 Nimrod is. I I know all these. This is fun. Um. But yeah, so you know the Savage Land. It's where dinosaurs are, and dinosaurs are now just running around all of America. <laughs> it's almost like a Jurassic World three took a took a page out of this, where they're like people got bored of the dinosaurs or let them loose, and now they're just everywhere. Um, I only know I've, I've never watched the movie. I think actually today I watched like a YouTube video essay describing like why it's so awful and i was just i wasn't even watching it i was like laying down on my couch just listening to it and it was fucking hilarious I i'm just like wow i'm so glad i did i am never planning on watching that movie i've seen all three in theaters Ooh. and um they're rough they're rough movies to watch uh and i kid you not by the third one um on like a fast and furious level chris pat's character is immortal is invincible yeah. he's a superhero he his hair is never unkempt. He never gets, I think he gets one scratch like in the entire movie, despite the fact the man is constantly doing stunts yeah. that should leave you at least with some. He's movement. probably got the, the, the rock contract. Yeah. It's where he can't, he has to look him and Jason Statham can't like look like they're losing a fight. <laughs> they're, they're only allowed to take like a certain amount of hits and then, and then it's, and then you gotta, you gotta just let them win basically. <laughs> Which makes, which reason, is like goes against every fucking rule of fight scenes that Jackie Chan built his career creating. That's what I was gonna say. Like the whole point of why it's, we love Jackie is because he's always at a disadvantage, and that's what's fun about watching him win. He gets hurt so much. Oh, yeah. He gets owies. Big owies, um, man. He gets fake owies and he gets real <laughs> yeah, owies. Yeah. If you watch the the blueprints, very that real man owies gets thrown dude. around. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, John Wick did their homework. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we need Keanu to get screwed up. Oh, he gets lot. fucked up in the fourth to... one, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's if you do that, then we st- it's still, like, we're still in on the joke of, like, he's we know he's invincible because of, like, plot armor slash it's just his character. Yeah. Like, almost like on a Hulk level, he just survives. That's John Wick's power. <laughs> That's Jackie Chan's power, no matter what, as well. Um, 
but uh yeah the the gladiatorial arena in post-apocalyptic worlds i love it um every single time because it just it seems like it's part of the tropes um i love oh we didn't even talk about the spider mobile oh god yeah <laughs> i forgot this the car they're driving across the country <laughs> It's such a weird cut that Hawkeye shows up with a spider mobile. And it looks like it. I imagine it was drawn in like the 60s or 70s. Oh, yeah. Like super I mean, blocky a... and just like a like an old yeah. Jeep you'd find it in like fucking, you know, Vietnam or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but it can drive yeah. on walls. That's the, that's the of difference. course. Of course. It, it, it does like Spider-Man does. Um, in fact, the spider mobile sort of made an appearance in Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Sp- I haven't really, left my, ha- haven't I haven't really left my house in like a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a spoiler. You know, there's a million I, I, I'm sure there's a ton of shit bad that you couldn't spoil because you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Spider-Man in there. Um, but yeah, so they use the Spider-Mobile to try to save Ashley. Um, big twist, Ashley's not very nice. Spider Woman's not nice. Spider Woman not only kills Kingpin, but then like aims for her dad, um, which is a which is a great addition to this theme of this book, which is everything sucks now. Everything yeah. sucks. Nothing is good. Oh, I just I just Even turned to the you... page of uh the uh, a town where Thor's hammer is, is and everyone's like worshiping it. I like that. Yeah, and like yeah. my first thing when I looked at this frame was like, why aren't there like barriers so they can't oh because they can't fucking pick it up they can't move it they can't move it <laughs> I was like, it's I fine. so stupid i was like it's none of them fine. are worthy i'm such an idiot <laughs> they should protect this someone's gonna steal yeah. this hammer um yeah i like that superheroes are kind of a a religion now they're praying for their return mm-hmm. to save them um even after what, it's kind of like the inverse of, of um kingdom come the dc comic where like sure. the ma- all the major, you know, the 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 fucking Justice League, they're all retired, and all these uh, yeah. these shitty punk rock metahumans are just fucking everything yeah. up. In the yeah, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, which uh, that's a great. It's comic. so good. The uh, artwork is incredible. It's out like Ross. it. it Alex Ross put in fucking like museums, the MoMA or something. Yeah, like that, dude. Alex Ross rarely does. Not rarely, but he's not known for doing a lot of internal artwork. He's often used as a as a cover artist um, because his stuff is beautiful and not efficiently made. It takes oh, yeah, a I'm while sure to it, do that yeah. stuff. Um, so it'd be like uh, what's his name the the uh, artist for like all the Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Spielberg films. I'm blanking on his name, but like it'd be like him doing a comic with that same level of photorealistic painting style. Right, yeah. Um Kingdom Comes a great one. Um if you like Alex Ross and you like alternate reality stories, uh Earth X was another one where they were just like it's kind of like this. It's like an old man Logan. It's like what where are the Marvel superheroes 50 years from now? What is an old Captain America? What is an old Hulk? Um you know, people love what if yeah. for I mean, a whole, whole show on Disney plus about it. Yeah. <laughs> and which, which was based off of an entire series of comics. They do what ifs all the time in comics. Um, and so, yeah, Alex Ross, check out uh, earth X. If you want to see what he would do with Marvel, if you liked what he did with kingdom. Cup. Okay. Um, and, 
yeah, it, 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 the 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 superheroes as a religion is great. Um, the 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 fact that there's just no superheroes and even now when like they they hint at the possibility of these young superheroes it's not even that it's that spider woman is actually trying to just make her name in the villain world and once again no one's here to save you everyone's you know and she's capable of decapitating you with a spaz 12 shotgun (laughs) which i don't know if you've ever held a, a, a gun of any kind but they're not sharp there's very little sharpness on them. That's why they <laughs> they made bayonets. <laughs> so I don't know how the hell no, she did it, but I'm looking at the frame right now, and she's I right mean, in half. Just like just no more head. It's it's uh you would think that with enough force, it wouldn't even break off the head. It would just it would just like the boys style evaporate. Yeah. Um, because like yeah, at supersonic speed, stuff doesn't just like move. It just disintegrates. Um, but yeah, she takes out Kingpin. She tries to go for dad. Wolverine saves her. This is where they fall in the chasm and deal with the Moloids. Um, but then they they manage to drive out of the chasm, um, Ghost Rider style, just right up a wall. And we get some fun little imagery on their road trip. I like that they a few times took chance took opportunities to like just do little call outs on the road <laughs> trip, like the the image of like the giant Loki skeleton under the Baxter building. Um, which is the Fantastic Four building. Yeah. Um, you know, they they show like more of the dinosaurs around. They tease like the venom appearance, like just this like symbiote just like wandering, you know, the New Mexico mountains. I like I like Pim um, Falls, which is like Pim Falls. a joke because there's a just a giant dead Hank Pym <laughs> in in the middle like, of the fucking city. And like it, the biggest so form sad. he probably ever accomplished with his suit, because he's like spanning highways and shit like several miles worth of hank pym just a dead corpse (laughs) oh can you imagine how bad that smells oh jesus because you ever see that skeleton you ever see a love different robots you know the the drowned giant oh yeah god i was like the whole time i was watching that i was like that's like it's been a month and they're still like hanging around this corpse it's got to smell like fucking ass man i once i I once was like within 30 feet of a a dead horse that had been eaten by coyotes, and the smell was unbearable. Just unbearable. Isn't, isn't it the... I don't know. Uh, Hank Green could uh, fact-check me on this, but I think what I've been told is that the smell from <clears throat> dead stuff is actually the bacteria yeah. eating it and the refuse that comes from that. Well, and every every and dead so, thing shits itself at some point, too. So <laughs> there's a little bit of that. Can you, can you imagine if this Ant-Man did that as well? Probably um, did. Actually, I don't know if they've ever addressed that. When he's in giant form, what are his, his business? <laughs> if he does any of his business, what is that? Is that the same scale? It has they to could be. totally do body. like a gag in the MCU, and it would be PG thirteen. Just don't sh- don't do it. Just don't show where it's coming yeah. from. But just a giant like surge of water. Oh God! Just like him pissing oh God, a giant come on. Form onto a bunch of enemies. <laughs> Jeez, that is something that they haven't explored yet. I think that's they, you can they get would... away with that a PG thirteen movie. You can totally get away with it. Scat humor is if... is a little bit more, like fart humor works, but like yeah, scat's a bit too. I far. don't think I don't think MCU would want to delve that far into toilet. They're just gonna do it in the Deadpool movie humor. then. They're gonna f- find a way. Yeah, you can do it in there. <laughs> you can do it in there. Um, 
you know, Deadpool movie, they do a lot of things they can't do elsewhere. Like, you know, like visibly showing, like the second movie, visibly showing Deadpool getting ripped in half by Juggernaut. Or his tiny little baby um, penis. Tiny little baby penis is in there. That's something you would not see in your mama's MCU. Um, but yeah, so they're, they're, they're finally like on their road trip. And I like that in the end of this issue, I'm looking at issue 69. And after all of this, after like the ghost riders, the Moloid, spider woman, Kingpin, like everybody, Wolverine still hasn't like fought back. The most he fought back was he drove through them all to grab Hawkeye and save him. But it's finally, they're at this bar and just some dumb handlebar mustached idiot like says a off comment and that's what makes Wolverine snap because he's just at his edge and he all like he does that thing where he's got his fist underneath the guy's jaw mm-hmm. you know that kill shot point and that's when Hawkeye pulls him out and they like they do a great uh you know stinger not stinger at the end but a uh, uh, uh to be continued at the end of like I'll finally tell you what happened because they've been teasing this massacre mm-hmm. you know for a while what broke the Wolverine what could break the Wolverine and they they've continued the charade of like each time they mention it they may might show a picture of him being wrapped up by a bunch of villains previously on X-Men once again happy pride to my fellow queer mutants it's John here we've talked about Iceman coming out of the closet we covered Emma an absolute queer icon herself and I'm happy we're closing pride with one of my by icons Wolverine himself very happy to have Diction be our first returning guest, and I hope you enjoy having him around the show as much as I do. Our next episode in a couple of weeks is actually with Mikey Randolph, friend of the pod and co-host of Horror Virgin, uh, the horror movie podcast I guested on a couple of months back. Um, we're actually recording our episode, I think the day this episode comes out, and we're going all in on the event Inferno, which is a massive crossover event that reveals the crazy truth behind Cyclops's first wife, Madeline Pryor, and and her connection to Mr. Sinister, the evil realm of Limbo, and Cable himself, of all people. If you want to rehead, we uh, are basically covering Uncanny X-Men 239 to 243 and X-Factor 36 through 39. Technically, there are New Mutants and Exterminator tie-in issues if you want to do extra credit, uh, but we're going to keep it with Uncanny and X-Factor. But you go ahead and read as much as you want. Uh, And as always, this podcast is brought to you by our Patreon, which pays to keep the servers running, the mics hot, and my apartment cool, to be frank. Um, It's summer, and Austin is basically a hell on earth outside. Um, So thank you to all our patrons at patreon.com slash class of X. And now back to old men talking about old man Logan. So with this issue that gets into the mutant massacre, I'm curious if you can like even recall maybe how it was reading this for the first time. Like what, what, what this is like, this is a very shocking issue. Do you recall your like reaction to it? I thought it was a great twist. Were you expecting what happened at the very end? The like the Mysterio part, or what? Yeah. What he did in or just response like the to whole, it. The whole thing was a charade. Yeah, that it was actually he killed everybody. Like, did you did you read that coming, or was it like a shock? I was I was a little bit concerned that he was so efficiently killing all these uh, right bad guys, including Sabretooth, who's someone that he's failed to kill multiple times on over right. hundreds of years. You know, like so. Right. Yeah, there was a little bit of a red flag, and then. I mean, the reveal comes like two pages later, so. 
Yeah, I think that that I think that like that was a smart way of writing it in where it is too good to be true. Yeah, you know him finally overcoming all these big villains who so many like a, a comic nerd like me looks at a lot of these villains and like they all have power sets that could like counter Wolverine to a degree at the very least. Like even the the first page has like strife. This the guy in the this looks like the Silver Samurai wannabe. I was um, trying to place all of them in that one panel hold on yeah and that uh, yeah yeah see see who, who i i know everybody it's all that panel. all i know is from like mostly like a few comics the movies yeah. and then you, marvel snap <laughs> i see doc Ock, so you know, i see yeah. uh who's the the really big guy in the background with the long hair that's actually a character called mr hyde oh that's like what jekyll i thought because i know jekyll and hyde are actually like kind of a thing yeah, mcu character. Yeah. yeah and then and then there's you probably recognize Shocker from Mom yes, Snap. yeah, I know Shocker, and you might recognize even Claw from. Mom oh Snap. yeah, I use him all the time. He rules. Yeah, he puts six I've, points. I've in fucked over so many right. opponents using him so many times. <laughs> I always forget Claw. Exists I love. I love how like it's like. impossible to be toxic in that game because there's no chat. So like when I know I'm about, I'm about to win, I do like the the like the thumbs up winky face at them, and then they just oh, don't that, say that anything is, back, and I'm like, oh, they're mad, aren't the they? <laughs> Oh, I'm a don't don't skewer me. I'm a Galactus player, um, and uh, yeah, plenty of people get upset with me <laughs> <laughs> because it's a it's a rough deck when you see somebody playing a Galactus because you're just like, oh come on, dude. I'm like, I now, know this, now I get to infinite each. Yesterday, like I feel like half the people I I I battled had had the Destroyer from Thor, funny. and he's an yeah, yeah, asshole. Yeah. Like, he'll just come, you'll think you have it all on lock, and then he'll just throw that one down at the last round, and it just blows up everything. And yep. they, get all the, they get all the points. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, you got everybody, except for Strife. Strife is actually the clone of the evil clone of Cable. Oh, um, cool. And so he's basically Cable without the techno-organic virus that makes him all cybernetic, which they didn't incorporate into the Deadpool 2. He just made him metal, or is that a suit? Basically, in the comics, he when he was a young kid, he got infected with this like technological. Oh, he's in a organic. suit. Okay. Um, yeah, and so Strife is in the suit. He's. I didn't. Shiny... I didn't see his face, and now I see. Okay. I thought there was. Yeah. I thought that's just what he was. He was like a sentinel or something. Like. No, he's a flashy gay who oh, has. Gotcha. <laughs> a, you know, he he loves a good performance, and um, but like Strife is like a omega level telekinetic. Um. And so he should yeah, be able okay, to I see the samurai, Wolverine. bullseye, yeah, silver samurai's in there, bullseye, uh, uh, evil Iron Man. Man. I don't know. Evil Iron Man. I don't know who that was. I have to look. He's that like up he's on, like I, flying in the background on one of the panels when the kids are running away. But he's like, let's call him Evil Iron Man. Yeah, he's got no colors. <laughs> it's just it's just like raw metal, metallic chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a Robocop. It's just it's Robocop, Robocop back cool. there. Robocop's in the Marvel Universe. You didn't know that? Green <laughs> Goblin's there. That's good. Green Goblin. Who's the mis- yeah. not, uh, who's the the guy that looks like a Dracula, when you use him in the game, he, he bones himself in, in, the, in the place. Oh, Mr. Sinister. That guy, yeah, yeah, he's there too. Mr. Sinister's an X-Men villain. Um, yeah, he clones himself in the game because he is a geneticist. He constantly is cloning people, gotcha. including himself. Um, yeah, a lot of villains in it. <clears throat> um, a smorgasbord of characters that, like you said earlier, MCU could not get away with this um, because it's too many characters from other IPs. Um, or they could now because yeah. they own everything under the sun except for Spider-Man. Um, but 
yeah, he's like, I love that. This is also like a very gory issue because he is just, he is. It's just a pile of bodies and blood after he's done. (laughs) Everybody's missing appendages or chunks of them. Um, And yeah, that heartbreaking end. I love how much Mark is able to like just break your heart reading this series. But it's just like that image of like, jubilee Mm -hmm. being like we're supposed to be friends it's like yeah that would break because it's it's always been his fear his his uh, early on he joined xavier mostly because he needed help controlling his berserker rage um he had been twisted up by you know weapon x and canada and all that into becoming just almost feral and he finally got in his humanity and it does that to you um Huh? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're ripping can't. on the Canadians today, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come at us, Canadian listeners. Um, on, honestly, enough, Canada messes with a lot of people in the Marvel comics, <laughs> especially Wolverine. Um, and you know, Xavier. He he joined Xavier to control his rage because he was always like, "I'm I'm not in control of this. I'm going to hurt somebody." You know, uh, and so this was his ultimate nightmare come to pass ending in him holding the body of basically his daughter like jubilee is his kid for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. and yeah like mentally that would make wolverine walk away and not be part of this which is great villainy because wolverine's one of those characters that like ostensibly like immortal in in certain Mm -hmm. ways and so like take him out by having him take out your other problem, which is the X-Men. The X-Men are, are a major problem with, you know, superheroes in general. So it's like, yeah, two problems solve one solution. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has that whole, uh, they reveal that, 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 that big twist. Um, and it's a great moment of the comic. And, it, but the story goes on. This is where we also get to meet the little kid who's Ant-Man on the bridge, which is, Oh, horrible. I love him. Um, <laughs> And, and we also oh we didn't we mentioned that that Logan tried to kill himself by getting run over by a train and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like his full on his a, head is under the wheels of a train and he still walked it off. It's crazy. There's such a great line where you know Hawkeye's like, but that didn't that wouldn't kill you. And Wolverine goes, no, but it hurt. And sometimes that's yeah, that was, that's that's a great like line. Chef's Chef's kiss, good line, good line, Mark. Um, that's my friend Mark. I yeah. call him Mark. You you have to call him. You have to call him Mr. That's, Miller. Millar. That's um, Mark. But you know this this comic is also about just having fun and mashing characters together, which is why we get Venom Rex, um, yeah. which is very fun. Yeah. Anytime you can like mash a superhero together with like dinosaurs, it's great. It's not the first time. It's not the last time they've done it. I'm comics. sure. Um, but talk about frightening because a T Rex bad enough. Uh, T-Rex with a, a symbiote that making it like super powerful. Yikes. Um, I like that we get to see Black Bolt. Black Bolt, my buddy, my dude. Um, he's the one who screams at the Venom Rex. You see the one in, in the multiverse of madness who his yes. head caves in yes. when he when she qu- shuts his mouth. Yes. And that I'm was a sorry, great scene. I, I mean, thought like I really didn't like that movie like at all except for that scene. I didn't either. I, I thought that was that I, was the only time where they really actually leaned into the multiverse stuff. The rest of it was like something. Yeah, one thing that pissed true. me off the most: the Bruce Campbell uh, cameo where he's selling pizza balls. Yeah. 
That was an Eric Andre sketch from like 2014, dude. Oh, yeah. Time to, eat, time to eat a pizza ball. You know where he goes around pranking oh, people in public? It was a fucking prank that he did. Maybe Sam Raimi's a big guy. I don't know. I just I just felt Maybe. like they... they uh, that, that movie had so many problems, but the fact that like the multiverse stuff wasn't weird or kooky or interesting at all, I was like, no, no. wonder Scott Derrickson walked away from this shit, dude. This is all just like pandering to WandaVision and, you know, like the other MCU well, stuff. I, I, yeah. When you feel better, go watch Across the Spider-Verse. I'm sure, I'm sure I will. Time. I'm sure I will. Good old time with proper multiverse uh, shenanigans. But I want to get back to my boy yeah. Black Bolt because I want to say, as I've said many times, I'm tired of people treating my, my good guy like a joke. And even in Multiverse of Madness, he's a joke. But he is, he's such a, he's so cool in the comics sometimes. And like, we got the bad Hulu TV series. He has one moment in Multiverse of Madness. Um, and I think he's fun. And I like him shacking up with Emma Frost, um, who is doing the most Emma Frost thing ever and like using her telepathy to make sure no one sees her as old. Yeah. <laughs> um, the most vain telepath ever. I love her. She's an icon. And she's like, and she, and this is what's great about Emma is that in all instances where anybody ever finds out that like there's something fake about her plastic surgery or anything like that, she'll own up to it. She's like, yeah, I'm perfect because I made myself perfect. <laughs> um, and, and she's like, she's all big, about big uh, Joan Rivers what. energy there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big Dolly Parton. Uh, yeah. 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 For sure. Um, and I like the line in this where she points out she's the most powerful telepath now because well, Jean like, Grey is dead. Of, like, so and yeah, Xavier like, the majority, is dead like, too. I think yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and the 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 mutants are like the majority of like the telepaths in the Marvel universe. And so yeah, she's like she's now the most and but she's not the most powerful telepath in the X Men. That's why it's she's always been like second tier to like a Jean Grey. Um, but this is where and she talks about like uh there's only like twenty mutants left, which is uh like an alternate reality answer for like why, you know, 50 years shouldn't there still be mutants? And it's like, there's not because we had it wrong. Um, we were yeah. An evolutionary it. blip. Uh, like yeah. the dodo bird. They like the dodo bird and uh, like the dodo bird, uh, Wolverine and Hawkeye uh, get out of there eventually. Um, and, they make take a visit to New Babylon, which is like the first time we see like a city. City, it's where like a red skull has set yeah. up shop. Um, and we get another double cross because uh, nothing can be good. And the whole reason that they went across the country, which I guess is not a connection to the movie Logan, um, it wasn't a real reason, you know, um, or it was all for naught. It was. It was. It was just right? a yeah. It was a setup from a guy who looks like, like Fat Hitler. Tobias. I, I would love to talk to uh, the creators of Old Man Logan and be like, what was the inspiration? I mean, he's of just, this he little, looks like, like the scummiest, least trustworthy person in the world. <laughs> but then I forgot that, yeah, I forgot that Hawkeye's blind, so <laughs> it wouldn't, oh. <laughs> he wouldn't suss that out probably by looking at him because he can't. Yeah, it, it probably was like Logan walking in and being like, yeah, this, this guy? guy this is the guy? This guy with this mustache and this hairline and oh man, his name is Tobias. No offense to Tobias's. I've never met a uh, Tobias, but I'm sure if I did, I probably wouldn't like him. 
It, it would either be they would either be like scummy or like Tobias Funke from Arrested Development, and just a complete moron. Oh yeah, not a lot of good examples of good Tobiases in media, and not in this comic, because um, yeah, he fully double crosses uh, the boys and turns them into uh, Red Skull, which is so sad because like the whole reveal of like what was in the case was super soldier serums, and it's Hawkeye like. Being like, I'm finally going to be back to being a superhero. Give me the super soldier serum. And not only does he not get it, but like, he gets yeah, shot he gets head right, right then and there. East. So sad. Um, but they get to this is where we get to like the last issue in the Wolverine comics, which is 72. And it starts off with like that, another like good, like kind of a, a flashback cold open of like the death of Captain America at the hands of Red Skull. Um, which is also like gruesome. I don't know what came first, that you know, comic or the death in Game of Thrones with what's his face smashing. Oh, his Pedro! Eye. Both have that scene. Did you know? Our did you know Pedro. that like for a while after that episode, fans would come up to him and like and and ask for a photo of them like putting their thumbs on his eyes, oh, and he God. got like infections no. and stuff, and then he had to see so he had yeah. to start telling people no, and he was too nice to do it. Yeah. <laughs> He felt really bad. He was like, I can't. I, I have been to the doctor many times because of this issue. I'm so sorry. Yeah, don't let strangers that's a, touch That's a eyes. weird ask. Like, I get it. I get it. But, like, just <laughs> do the arm around the waist thing and get it over with, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This is also where we, like, get to see, like, you know, some more, like, this comic is full of Easter eggs. And so it's like Red Skull's trophy room is full of Easter eggs and, and so many pieces of of bits of heroes we know. Um, but it's also where Wolverine finally, you know, snaps um, and doesn't even get his first, like, uh, oh my God. pop off with his I'm claws. I'm looking at the frame where he's admiring all, all his, like, memorabilia, and one of them is just Thing's hand? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I guess because he's made a rock, you just kind of carve it off, and yep. it wouldn't decay nope. or anything. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Um, although, although in a recent released interesting, uh, like book that isn't necessarily canonical, but uh, sort of is uh, the anatomy of Marvel. It's, it's full of these like cross sections of like superheroes and it's like trying to marry their superhero like abilities to like how that would work with anatomy. And they have the thing in there and there's meat inside those the the do they do the one of those like so, x-ray things or they show the layers yep. like the, you know here's the muscle like across section or the organs that's yep. it's it's both cool and that sounds terrifying actually um he's also and, got like i yeah. don't know what this, what this this has anything to do with anything but he's got like daredevils you know like nunchucks or whatever yeah. and uh and like the part of really his close. shirt that has really his close. logo and also the punisher shirt yeah. but they died earlier in the in the, the run yeah uh by kingpin by the velociraptor well, like the the wannabe like daredevil and oh those were those weren't the real oh okay no i think they were like kind of like how she's spider woman but not really spider-man you know um i think they were just donning those things because they were like young they were, i bet like, that daredevil Ashley's wasn't age. even blind <laughs> he's a poser um he's like me he just didn't have a sense of smell he's missing a sense yeah, yeah he's got an osmia <laughs> yeah he's got an osmia good word no one knows that word. i don't know why i know it uh you oh it's because like I, I have a friend like a... uh bijou 
and she has it. And so whenever we like uh, play games together in stream, she would bring it up all the time. And I would be, I would just funny. be like, wow, this smells really good. I wish you could smell this, Beach. You'd get really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the memorabilia, the most like necessary piece in there is Captain America's mm-hmm. shield, which Wolverine uses to eventually decapitate uh, the Red Skull. Um, and then uses like the Iron Man armor, which still has a charge somehow. Um, and well, isn't that, that again, whatever that battery tragic. he made, it can last like years and years if maybe, you're not using it or something. Maybe, I don't know if you're not using it, you know, uh, maybe I'm, I'm okay with it's, it because it was yeah. a fun moment of seeing Wolverine blasting people away with Iron Man's armor and it gave them a vehicle for him to make an attempt to get back to the family, um, which uh, it's, I, I, I love that he gets there on time. He gets there actually ahead, but he's still too mm-hmm. late because I think the line is the, the banner. Uh, the banner boys just got bored. That's it. Fucking so hills sad. have eyes. It's like they got very I really, so. I really like his and... neighbor character. He's so sweet to him, and he's like, "We all <laughs> yeah. love you, Logan. We, we appreciate everything you do for this small little podunk town in the middle of nowhere." Should give him a proper Christian burial, like, you know? Like, real sorry for your loss, sir. <sighs> and it's like, it doesn't seem like it's because he's afraid of him. It's like he genuinely, actually, like, like, no, like he gives a shit. He cares. Like that's at Wolverine's core. He is a. <laughs> he is like a, a likable person, which is what's so tragic about him is that it pairs with, you know, his feral side is he's likable. He's a leader. He's a, he's a father figure. He's a family first kind of person. And so, yeah, if he were like to spend 50 years just being, you know, a, a family man, being a community man, it makes sense that someone like that would be around. Um, but the guy plays perfectly against wolver against logan because that's like he sets him up for like the line where he's like the name ain't logan um and he's like just that that image of him finally popping his claws for the first time which um had to be painful but also like probably satisfying oh, he, he said before you know? in, the, in the movie that it's, it hurts every time he does it it hurts every time but i imagine kind of like any any part of your body that you don't use enough when you like kind of like a good stretch um, like those claws. That was my favorite in the movie probably... when he when he first does it, and one of them is kind of stuck, and he has to like pull it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's so. He has to pull it out. Dude. He's got like Such he's, he's got moment. claw arthritis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so sad when you put it that way. Um, and then they did something weird with this, where they didn't finish out the story in the Wolverine title and like finish it in seventy three, but they they did kind of a whole like capitalism thing and we're like we're gonna make you have to go find the giant size old man logan and read the conclusion yeah that's what that's why uh, it has this whole a, like previously uh in, in, it does it yeah. mentions everything we just read basically yeah just in case some dumb kid just picked up that and was like i don't understand what's going on here um but i, I love this like the systematic like one at a time wolverine just eliminating the hulk hillbilly yeah. family um, it's after reading, what was that? Like eight issues of this tragedy and waiting for this man to pop his claws. It's like, not only is he doing it, but he is, he's on a hunt and he is just wrecking these hulks. Um, so much gore, so much violence, uh, but very satisfying. Um, I like that's, that's when violence is great when you build it up and it's satisfying. I like, I like, I like the brothel um, scene. Well, where yeah. they banged all the whores 
into unconsciousness. Yeah. But they but they look it's, fine. Like, they look like they're peacefully sleeping. But like just the way he describes yeah, it, it's like, oh god, and then you just see how big his body they regain is. Regain consciousness, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it like it sets up us as a reader to want them to oh, yeah. even more. Because like, you know, you know, brutality against women is a great way to make a character unlikable and and to watch them get eviscerated by adamantium claws is like I guess that goes back to the gladiatorial thing I was talking about. We all want a little yeah. bit of that <laughs> as long as it's satisfying. Um, but he manages to make his way through all the Hulks, including the the woman who came to see him at the beginning of the story, um, one of the Hulk's wives. Um, and we get to meet Banner, and I I wasn't I, I wasn't expecting for them to have like old man Banner also to be strong. Yeah, like, he starts like, beating him up before he even the, hulks out on him pretty cool yeah i think it's like almost like after all this time the personas have bled into each other and so their lines are not as like hard of where banner ends and hulk begins um and it's so it made it kind of even more satisfying to see him doing that which leads to wolverine just you know gutting him um to reveal what often happens when you like do a kill shot on bruce banner which is the hulk and there's been a lot of versions of like future hulk um there's like uh like a, a king hulk that is like this bearded white bearded uh big king character from another alternate version but this one's like fat-bellied balding old hulk who's aged but immortal like, for like robert duvall like. <laughs> <laughs> or richard jenkins he looks like richard, richard jenkins uh, this is not complimentary to no, either no, of those men they're, they're fine looking um, men but you know They've got kind of old man energy. Like that's Yeah, old man energy. Um, you know, uh yeah. Um throws and, a fucking cow at him. Oh, like throws a cow at him, which Wolverine manages yeah, to just midair. And the cow, the cow's cow. eye and its tongue sticking out is such a great little detail. <laughs> it looks so stupid and derpy. Yeah. Such a funny image. Um uh, paired with another funny image, which is the the Hulk eating yeah. Wolverine. Um which that yes, I was extra not expecting. The, and also the Hulk in this is like three times the size of what he usually is drawn or re rendered as. He's, yeah, he's another character where people play loosey-goosey yeah, with the was, scale of fine. him sometimes. Um, and it works um, either way. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, he eats him. And, and the process that had to have gone internally of Wolverine reconstituting himself like I know this man is is ancient and has seen nightmares upon nightmares. That it it, it was it says twelve hours later, so he was in there for twelve hours. <laughs> I I don't think I re yeah. I don't think I noticed that detail, but that is great. That is twelve hours of him reformulating himself inside of the Hulk. Which, to be clear, at some point because of his adamantium adamantium skeleton the whole cat have just like swallowed a large chunk of wolverine just cuz like it looks like he just bit him there. in the torso to, and then it, i imagine he just like like a, just, just like split him in half and put him in yeah, like, or a like a pizza sushi roll just all the way down <laughs> just down his gullet let the hulk stomach acids mm -hmm. deal with the rest um but it kind of like plays into the hulk not smart hulk um and this this banner is not a like a one who's playing up with his smartness because like he ate the adamantium what do you think yeah. was gonna work out and 
but it, it sets us up for a great image of just like wolverine like drax in like gardens of the galaxy 2 like just coming but naked by the way i just noticed the that there's a wide shot where you can tell he's completely well nude. yeah <sighs> poor wolverine he's often like left nude because of bad yeah. circumstances <laughs> um but he steals banner jr yep. like i talked about um which is a great <clears throat> final fu to the hulklings um and like any western rides off into the sunset on a horse you know to to do whatever he's going to do. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Such a good story. Man, I forgot how good it's, Old Man it's great. was. I like I remember it being good. This was a great reminder. And it's it's pretty good if you like um, don't really know much about X-Men or Marvel characters in general. No. It's very accessible. Yeah. It's very explain everything pretty succinctly. It's, yeah. And for me a few things to me this this was a, a a story that resonated and and reverberated for quite a time after this was released um because it was one of those rare zeitgeist moments in comics where everyone was just like ooh mm-hmm. i like old man logan old man logan's good which is all the more impressive considering they've done so much with wolverine up at that point it's like it becomes so hard to be original with these characters that when someone manages it it's even more mm-hmm. amazing um, but speaking of being original with characters, we've talked extensively about the MCU and movies. And now that we've wrapped up talking about the comic book, old man, Logan, I'd love to go do a little bit of MCU okay. fan casting. And I'm, I'm wondering if you diction would have any good suggestions for the next Wolverine. Now we all love Hugh Jackman and we would love that man to be Wolverine for forever, but the man's getting old and hence why he played old man Logan already in Logan. So at some point, the MCU is going to need to, because Wolverine's such a valuable IP, they're going to need to reintroduce him to MCU. So when they do that, Diction, please tell us right now, who are they going to cast as Wolverine? Um, Liam Hemsworth. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> but every time, Don't every time that. an actor steps down from a role, he takes their place. That's how it works now. <laughs> I guess he's just he's just silly yeah. putty the human. Just he can be whatever. He's like strong enough. He's buff enough. Um, he has a recognizable last name. Uh, I don't know. I would. I mean, I as as me an indie your... movie fan, I I would hope they would pick someone from, you know, that caliber of 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 filmdom. Someone that's like maybe not quite like a big name yet, but they've they've got the chops. They got the acting yeah. chops, and they've been in some good you know pictures and stuff. Yeah, because they're kind of like, well, like Wolverine's an interesting character we're going to have to cast because like I, the majority of the X-Men, like any of these MCU castings, it benefits them yeah. to cast young because you can you can sign them into a long-term contract. They stay young. You got Tom Holland for forever. You know, he's not going to age out of it or want to, you know, not be able to play the character for quite a while. Whereas like Robert Downey Jr., you know, got the role already at you know he was far on in his age and then now he's much older and so it's hard yeah. for him to be tony stark for forever um wolverine's another thing though because wolverine's supposed to be at least like in his 30s yeah like as far as like visually even though he's like actually uh, like 100 or whatever. and so yeah yeah but he's like he's supposed to be an adult among the kids mm-hmm. even when they're students um and i i for the life of me can't think of anybody that would be 
good for him. The closest I got to was I realized I'm like, they've already used him. He was just in a movie. But honestly, Will Poulter, if done, if used he correctly, could, yeah. could have been a good Absolutely. Um, he, like, I actually, like, I saw the new Guardians, and the movie's fine. It was good. But I didn't like what they did with him and Adam Warlock, and, and I wish they, they could have, like, utilized him differently. Honestly, oh, I got one. Back in the day when they used to fan... Aaron Taylor oh, Johnson. Don't. He he just he just turned thirty three today. Bad. I I'm not I don't think I've heard that one. I've heard Taron Egerton, and I like he's that. good, but he's got um, he's too pretty. He's way too pretty. Like when when <laughs> well when when Aaron Taylor Johnson Jackman, puts on facial pretty... hair, it makes him look way more grizzled and like tough. You know. You know what? Especially after I saw Bullet Train and. It's a silly movie. It's a dumb yeah, movie. I, I, I want a I want a prequel with um, Tangerine and Lemon. I think that would that's that would be such a smart yeah, movie. hundred percent, hundred percent. That like, even if there is no like yeah. source material to base it when, off, just do it, man. Just do it. They improvised half the lines in that movie anyway. So they on it. Oh yeah, and and I think they fully wasted Aaron Taylor Johnson with with uh, Quicksilver. Yeah, um, you can't. He cannot so pull off a Russian if, accent. If Oscar like, Isaac. No, if Oscar Isaac gets to be three different Marvel characters, yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson can be two. He can come back as Wolverine. It'll work. Um, just get it, let him tell him now. Let him start working on his gruff voice and yeah. working on saying "bub." Um, so this, I, I was going to say, like, back you to speak of British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, is Aaron Taylor Johnson British? Yeah, he played John oh, Lennon in that one movie. He, he often like a young John Lennon. Um, I forget because. And then he married the director, kickass, who was like he? twenty years older than him. I think they've been married; they have kids and oh, everything. He did. He did. Yeah, that's a boss move. Um, Respect. I I was gonna say like back in the day when people used to be fan casting for Wolverine because before Hugh Jackman, people did not associate Wolverine as like this statuesque, you know, beautifully <clears throat> muscular individual. He was a hunched over, short man, stout and like hairy. a Wolverine, and so like. They're fat, it, it, like a Wolverine, and like I remember people like talking about like a like a Bob Hoskins. Okay, that's too far. Wolverines that's back in the day. <laughs> My favorite though is, and I would love this, and I know you would love this as well, is if they would just give Wolverine to Danny DeVito, <laughs> um, <laughs> just a short king uh, with six knives sticking out of his <laughs> his uh his his knuckles. Um, like, cause, like, could you imagine, like, just imagine every Wolverine line you've ever heard yeah. just said by Danny DeVito. Like, it works. And then I just came out it. slashing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, put the, put everybody. Put them in everything, yeah. Into the MCU as X-Men. Um, uh, I mean, uh, what's his face? McElhaney, he's already, like, he's oh, yeah. got the Marvel body. You know, he was so going to do that. He was going to direct the Minecraft uh, movie. He was. He was writing a script and everything, and then they, they, you know, it got development hell bullshit, and then they moved on. <sighs> that's an alternate yeah. reality I would visit. That because he's like a huge gamer. Apparently, he like he um, wanted the he wanted the gig like hella bad. That makes sense with his Apple TV series, Mythic uh, Quest. Uh, yeah, which Quest? is great. Was it Mythic Way Quest better than it has Mythic any Quest. right to be. It's so good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just it's just uh, poking fun Pretty at Blizzard much, yeah. and Activision the entire time. Um, so yeah, I think Wolverine's a really hard cast to do. Um, and I I agree with you what you were saying, uh, Diction, in that 
so many of these characters are going to need to be like unknowns um, or at least like new to the scene um, because I think that's what's going to make I I'm I'm a little done with uh, stunt casting you know um, I'm a little done with you know not being able to get lost because they're all played in by these Chris characters in the movies because it's, <laughs> they're all played by ca- actors I already yeah like, I know that's why really that's well, why like, you know, even I think like, like James Gunn is part of what made him so makes him so talented he's really good at finding actors that are perfect for the role like i didn't think i yeah. batista, batista was gonna be any like anything no. i thought he was gonna be just well, a I mean, dumb wrestler but like if i see his name attached to something i get a little more excited now like his one yeah. scene in and, blade runner is fucking know, incredible like he's so good and understated oh, but like 100%. you wouldn't know it from looking at him because he's, he's got the chops yeah. great actor i mean same can be said for that people did not expect uh, Chris Evans to yeah. pull off a Captain America because his career prior was like stupid comedies and uh, failed. Tons of failed know, action projects. movies. Um, Way too many of them. Yeah. An embarrassing um, amount. <laughs> but like I – it's kind of like, um, you know, James Bond I think needs to be yeah. unknown as always. Um, not as always, but I think an unknown is when he's at his best. Um, although I love Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Maybe I'm eating my own words. Um, but yeah, with the X-Men, I'd love fresh faces. Um, and But the Wolverine one, you're going to have to you're gonna have to cast a little older. Someone can be, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson be good, but they're going to get oh, on that right now. Although we might see a Wolverine. So he's... Well, I was, I was going to say we might see alternate Wolverines in the Deadpool 3. Yeah, they they're mentioned there's about... going to be some multiverse stuff going on because he has the... Uh... He has cables time thing or whatever, so he, he can he, he yeah. has to use that to visit different timelines. When do you think we're gonna be done with like the multiverse shtick? I, I, I hope so. Final one? It's cool, it's a cool concept, but it's like <laughs> Rick and Morty's been doing it for eight years, you know, and it's just like Yeah. Let's do, let's do something else, man. I don't know what they, they need else it. that could be, like, but I got what? two words for you what the next one is. Marvel oh, zombies. Yeah, because they have done that before, huh? It's it's they they played with it in like the what if TV series. Um, but I highly recommend anybody to read Marvel Zombies because it is great. It's also tragic, like Old Man Logan. It's a very tragic and dark and not comedic at all story. Um another good one is uh DC did as well with DC Deceased. Um, which is basically there. They were like, this worked for Marvel. We're going to do it here. Um, but they're both just great, like tragic apocalyptic stories of like zombies taking over. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Well, this was a delight diction. Glad to come As back always, on. Always a fan of getting to, um, we'll, uh, th- 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 this will not be the last. We will, you will, you will get Sick. to the three Pete, we'll get to the three Pete here. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's fine. As always, Anybody who liked listening to Diction and loves to hear his his vibes, you can check him out on twitch.tv slash Diction. The man's a streamer. The man's good at what he does. Um, have you found a Not ghost yet. yet? Still looking for ghosts. I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. It's usually a bug in front of the lens. That's usually what it is. <laughs> or it's a toddler acting like a toddler and pointing at uh, the sky, you know? And they're like, he's talking to grandpappy. Like, oh, no. yeah, yeah. He's a kid. They, they're, they're dumb. <laughs> I've... <laughs> Yeah, I've seen my own kids like <laughs> talking to the wind. Um, their brains aren't developed. That's what's going on, people. 
Uh, but yeah, go check out Addiction there. Um, and for those of you just uh, hanging out here, this is the 20th episode. Thank you for hanging out for 20 episodes. And uh, let's do 20 more at least. Um, until next time, thank you. Bye. Later.